Uh, we started three weeks ago uh, talking about the book of Jude. And as you remember, the book of Jude is a small book. It only has 25 verses in it, but it is a very important book because it tells us some things that no other writer of the Bible tells us about. And I mentioned three of those, and so I think it's, it's important to remind you again the three things that Jude tells us that no other writer tells us about is that, first of all, when Moses died in the Old Testament, Jude tells us that the de or Michael the archangel argued and fought over the body of Moses with the devil. In the, in the Old Testament, the Bible just simply tells us that Moses died and that God buried him up on the mountain. But Jude goes into more detail and tells us, that's in verse number 9 if you want to read that, Michael the archangel disputed or he contended with the devil over the body of Moses. And so that's one thing that Jude tells us. The second thing that he tells us, and we're going to talk about this this morning, is in verse number 6, that there were angels that had fallen from heaven. In other words, they did things that was contrary uh, against God, and because of that, God basically kicked them out of heaven. He has them reserved in chains, Jude tells us, waiting for judgment. And then the third thing that he tells us in verse number 14, he refers to Enoch as being a prophet. And as I mentioned before, Enoch had a son. Remember his name? Methuselah. How old was Methuselah? 969 years old. I feel like that some days, but Methuselah was 969 years old, but his dad was Enoch, and he, he was a prophet. He could foretell the future. And so again, I wonder if when he named Methuselah, Methuselah, his name means when I die, the deluge or the flood will come. And so it's important that uh, we see these three things that Jude mentions in his book that no other writer talks about. So there are three things that we're going to consider this morning. First of all, we talked last week about the fact that Jude warned his audience about falling away or not being faithful to God. And that's what the book of Jude is really focusing on, is that it's important that we become a Christian, but it's just as important that we are faithful to God until either we die or Jesus returns. And so Jude is going to give us three examples of people that were once faithful to God, but they fell away, and we're going to look at how God responded to them. And so number one is in verse number five. Let's go there, Jude, verse five, and let's read this particular verse. Jude says, I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. 
Jude says, I want to remind you about this event that took place. Remember the story of the Israelites when they were in bondage in Egypt, they were being slaves, and God said, he talked to Moses and told Moses, I want you to lead my people out of Egypt. And it took about ten plagues before Pharaoh finally decided, get your people out of here, I'm tired of going through all these difficult things. And so Moses led God's people out of Egypt. They went just for a, a short period of time, and all of a sudden before them is the Red Sea. And they can't pass it. They don't have boats. They don't have the necessary transportation to get across the sea. But we know that God provided for them, don't we? God took that sea and he pushed the waters away so that they could walk across the bottom of the sea on dry land. And as we've been talking about this on Sunday mornings, this wasn't ten people walking across the Red Sea with Moses walking in front of them. This would have been over a million people, probably closer to two million people, that was walking across this sea. But God provided for them. And so it wasn't too much longer after that that they started to complain about the situation that they found themselves in. They said, Moses, we have nothing to drink out here. Did you just walk us out here so that we can die in the desert? And so Moses prayed to God and he, he allowed that water to become sweet and they have plenty of water to drink. And then it was just a couple days later that they started to complain, Moses, we don't have anything to eat out here. Did you just leave us out here to die? And so what did God do? God brought manna from heaven, small pieces of bread the size of a pea, and it was sweet to taste. It was like a wafer. And then God also sent birds to fly low so they could capture the birds and have some meat to eat. In every situation that they were in, God provided for them. And so as time went on, God told them, I want you to go and, and take these nations over. And so they, they sent 12 spies to go spy out the land. And they said, wow, this, this land is fantastic. It's got grapes that are huge. It's got honey that flows like milk. And, but only two of the 12 said, we can overtake it. And so because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith, God made them walk in the wilderness for 40 years. And every single person over the age of 20 was going to die in those next 40 years. Couldn't you imagine that? We had a funeral a couple of days ago, but could you imagine having several funerals every day? Because guess how many people died in those 40 years? Over 600,000. Because they lacked the faith necessary to believe in what God did for them. And so what was Judas's point here? What was he, or what was Jude's point? What was he trying uh, to tell those people? Well, he was trying to tell them, and he even says that the Lord saved the people out of the land of Egypt, but afterward he destroyed them 
because they did not believe. That is a lesson that we need to learn today. That even though we are a saved people, we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. We allowed someone to baptize us, to wash away our sins, and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just because we are a saved people, we must still be faithful to God, lest we be destroyed. Paul kind of talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Stick a bookmark or something there in Jude and go back with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now let's read the first a few verses there. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's just start in verse number 4. It says, They all drink of the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things after they also lusted. And do not become idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did, and in one day 23,000 fell. Do not let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. See, we need to realize that we can be destroyed if our faith and our, our belief is not where it needs to be. Even though we were once Christians, even though we accepted the blood of Jesus Christ, even though we did all of those things, we can still be destroyed by God if we don't put our complete faith and trust in Him. Why would God destroy those who are saved? Well, it's just because they lacked an obedient faith. That's what it was all about. They wanted to do their own thing. The Israelite people wanted to do what they wanted to do. They wanted to serve other gods. They wanted to go and, and get a king like all the other countries had a king. And they failed to realize that God wanted to be their God. God wanted to be their king. But they wanted to be like everybody else. And so it takes obedient faith on our part. There in verse number 5 of Jude... It said God destroyed them because they did not believe. And so we have to be understanding that that could also happen to us. The second example that Jude gave us is in verse number 6. Of people that once were saved, if you will, but they fell away. And that's the angels that we're referring to earlier. Let's read verse 6. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of that great day. Now we're not 100% exactly for sure what Jude is talking about here. But Jude does say two things. They did not keep their proper domain, 
and that they left their own abode or their own habitation. So couldn't you imagine with me, for example, we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday, about angels that are in heaven. Now, Jesus was talking to uh, some Pharisees, and he told them that in heaven there is no marriage. We'll be just like the angels in heaven where there is no marriage. And so that tells me that angels do not procreate, for example. If God made 5 billion or 500 billion angels, there is still either 500 or 50 billion or 500 billion angels now because they can't procreate, they can't make themselves because they are not like us. But these angels evidently have some degree of intelligence that they can decide what they want to do. They can choose to do right or to do wrong. And we as humans have that same ability, don't we? We choose every day whether we want to serve God or whether we want to throw that away and serve and live for ourselves. And so these angels, they did not keep their proper domain and they left their abode. Now whether or not this is describing Genesis chapter 6 is up for debate where it talks about the sons of God came down to be with the daughters of men. But Peter does tell us, Peter talks about this as well, in 2 Peter chapter 2, <clears throat> excuse me, in verse number 4, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 4, Peter just simply tells us that they sinned. 2 Peter 2, 4, If God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down into hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Now that word hell is the word Hades or Tarshish. So that's where the angels are currently being held. They are held there waiting for judgment. So there were some angels that were once in heaven. Can you imagine this? And they decided one day, we don't want to be here any longer. We want to start doing and living the way that we want to live. And so we have to be careful that we do not find ourselves in that same trap. Because as Christians, our duty and our obligation is to serve the Almighty God. We no longer serve ourselves. Now that's a hard lesson to learn. <coughs> But we now serve God. And so what was Jude's point?